we had talked about the golf belt buckles, oh, but they yeah. were like massively <laughs> expensive. So yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, it's my turn. I'll work on it. <laughs> God, don't get us Capes, pigs, it is. please. I guess everybody's a super teacher next year. <laughs> <laughs> Congrats, friends. Do you know that feeling when everyone is talking about a movie that you haven't seen? Have you ever felt compelled to make some vague comments just so you can join in the conversation? Well, what if you were in too deep? Do you think you could convince everyone that you'd seen it? Or do you think your version would be so much better that no one would care? Here at Faking Movies, we're always the ones who haven't seen the movie. Anything you can do, I can do better. I can do anything better than you. Oh, you can. Yes, I can. Oh, you can. Yes, I can. Oh, you can. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Faking Movies. This is episode 120 hate, as in I hate the thing that Seth just did before we started recording. <laughs> You'll never know what it is. It's a little secret for we, me and my friends. We um, agreed on quarter notes, and Seth pulled the whole note. Let's just well, I guess we all found out what he did. Thanks a lot, my dear friend Zach. What's up? Mm, not much. How are you doing? Seems like not so good on this. Oh, I mean, suddenly. I'm gonna I'm gonna let everybody in on this. Uh, episode 128 or hate, if you will, uh, is the third episode that we're recording today. Um, Unprecedented three episodes. The rebanger today, baby. Um, Woo, baby. We're not blasted drunk. Wink. Yeah. Well. I mean, I've only had two FBRs. Uh, I'm on my third right now. Yep. Also had some coffee booze. Um, Hmm. And the FBRs are 16 ounces. They're pounders, so I don't know what's what's in store for the end of this ep. But um, we'll anyway, we shall see. Yeah, I'm also here with my dear friend Seth. What's up, Seth? Other than doing those whole notes, <laughs> nothing. Oh, he's still doing it. <laughs> yep. If you want to have a hit, you got to make it fit. So you cut it down to 305. Um, that's wow. another Billy Joel reference. Oh, bottle of red. Bottle, bottle of red. Of red. Bottle of red. Uh, do you secretly crash. like Billy Joel? Is this what we're yeah, finding? It seems out like you do. Wait, it's not a secret. I like Billy Joel. I'm confused uh, that people don't like Billy Joel. That's I mean, my I like thing. His, I like his songs enough. There's a very good video of um, uh, some kid. He's playing at some college in the Mid Atlantic, and oh, some when kid, Billy Joel like is like, "Hey, come up on stage and play." Well, the kid is like, hey, I'm a concert pianist. Can I come accompany you to New York State of Mind? And Billy Joel, being the cock that he is, is like, yeah, sure, whatever, bud. Like, thinking it's going to be a joke. And this kid fucking slays it. Like, Google that right now. It's amazing. I've seen it. You know what Billy Joel song I don't like? That one I was. New York State of Mind. (laughs) No, I love The Longest Time. Come on, man. (laughs) Best Billy Joel song. Miami 2017, parentheses, The Lights Went Out on Broadway. Second best Billy Joel song, The Entertainer. The Entertainer. I'm I'm still going We Didn't Start the Fire, but yeah. Third best (laughs) Billy Joel song, Travel and Prayer. Still We Didn't Start the Fire. It's just Captain Jack because he has that great line about masturbating. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool! I really do like scenes from Italian restaurant. You know, bottle red, bottle red. Um, too <laughs> fair, too fair. Gumbo, gumbo. Uh, we, so we were just talking about how this would be fine. We have already <laughs> fucked this up. So, <laughs> yeah, <this is laughs> so bad. bad. So um, <laughs> Zach is faking a movie. Are we done with? Billy wait, Joel wait, talk? guys! I just realized something. In the so we recorded the previous episode already, and we recorded the next episode already. Oddly we enough, uh, we forgot to say, check out our Twitter. In oh. both of those episodes. That's true. That's true. With apologies yeah. to Marielle. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm forever the only working member of this podcast. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's the James Brown of faking movies. <laughs> yeah. Yep. But um, yeah, Zach's got a movie. Zach's yeah, I'm got doing a movie this week. Uh, oh this boy, is it a movie? Well, I think in we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. <laughs> yeah, I assumed as much. Um, <laughs> we threw around the phrase tone poem a bunch. <laughs> sure. Yep. That seems appropriate based on guessing. Um, the, <laughs> the, uh, the movie, I believe, is called The Man Who Fell to Earth. Is that correct? I think I might have gotten some yeah. of the articles in preparation. No, it is correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the cast is David Bowie. Full I'm stop. David None of the rest Bowie. of the <laughs> Yeah. No. Um, we uh, had considered yeah. telling you that it starred David Jones, but we thought that was yeah. Like, we thought we were um, gonna we we're gonna be shitty about it and decided not to be. So I long. would have Googled it and yeah, it would. And you would have got the monkeys and David Bowie. So yeah. Oh sure sure. 
Uh, yeah, so Bowie, uh, Rip Torn, back again. Um, or no, back <laughs> for the next episode that we already recorded. Um, Wait, Clark? What? No, Rip Torn was not in uh, anything. Oh, no, Brian Cox. I mixed Yeah, up Brian Cox yeah. and Rip Torn are pretty similar. Yeah. But... They're both crotchety old-looking dudes. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They both play police captains in my head all the time. Yeah. Um, I think it's galactic police captains, from, maybe. Uh, Finn and Black. Yeah. Oh, sure. Well, that's kind of a police captain role ish. Mm-hmm. Um, Candy Clark, who I only know from American Graffiti that we mm-hmm. did not that long ago. Yeah. Um, Buck Buck Henry, who I definitely know the name, and I looked him up, and it looks like he mostly writes stuff. And he's Buck... acted in a bunch of stuff, but he writes a bunch. So Buck Henry's one of my favorites. He plays Liz Lemon's dad on 30 mm-hmm. Rock. Oh, sure. Okay. He created with Mel Brooks my favorite TV show of all time, Get Smart. Mm-hmm. No, right on. Um, one of his more going way back. One of his more famous projects is he and um, fucking Warren Beatty co-directed Heaven Can Wait, and they were nominated for Oscars for that. And he is a ten-time host of Saturday Night Live. Oh fuck me! Yeah, that's Alec Baldwin level. That's Mm -hmm. impressive. I think they were all in the first three years of the show too. Yeah, they were all Uh, very early. Right on. Okay. Um, he's also in the movie adaptation of Catch Twenty Two, which is quite good if you've never seen it. So, oh, okay. Um, Bernie Casey uh, of most recently in the Mouth of Madness fame, I believe. Oh right, and yeah. Sharky's Machine. Oh shit! Sure enough, yep. yeah. So he's a he's a threefer on a on the pod. Good for Bernie Casey, huh? Yeah, yeah. he's really really grinding out. He works. He works. You know, um, he's a good then, actor. Jim Jim Lovell, uh, noted literal astronaut. This is the only person I didn't have to look up. Uh, well, except for David Bowie and Richard, yeah. Well, you you didn't look him up after we after you said like Jim Lovell, and we're like, yeah, the astronaut, and you're like, wait, the real fucking astronaut. <laughs> oh, did I ask? Oh, yeah, you did. Know. Was I drunk at the time? I Probably. <laughs> okay. I think you just didn't believe that we would like, give you an had. astronaut. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 It was confusing. Yeah. Uh, noted commander of the infamous Apollo 13 mission. They uh, mentioned that in this movie. Among others. Yeah, yep. I would assume so. It's mm-hmm. pretty, you know, prominent. Yeah. Uh, okay. So actual movie. Um, oh, well, I should say, uh, so David Bowie obviously looms heavily in the mind when one is trying to come up with a movie in this context. Certainly. Especially yeah. when he's first build. Sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, we had just recently done, or I most recently did the David Byrne vanity project. And then we had also stories, yep. done mm-hmm. Phantom of the Paradise, and I feel like I had another... Well, that was Marielle, but I had another, like, very obviously sort of a vanity project thing, and I was like, ah, man, David Bowie seems way cooler than David Byrne, so, like, maybe it doesn't suck, but, like, is it a is it going to be a vanity... Th- I don't know. Mm-hmm. So I had a lot of ideas, and then I ended up going with sort of not a vanity thing. Mm-hmm. And hopefully that works out, so... Okay, here we go. Uh, It's the early 60s, the Cold War is brewing, and the space race is in full swing. Mm -hmm. David Bowie and Rip Torn sit at a dimly lit table, sipping vodka from small glasses. Rip finally breaks the tension, saying, Yuri, my son, I hope you understand. It's a Yuri Gagarin biopic? Goddamn right it is. Oh, fuck (laughs) yes! Pretty happy about that. Yep. Uh, Yuri, I hope you understand. Is the dog, is Latka the space dog going to be in this? Yeah, Laika. No. Laika, I'm we, sorry. We're skipping like, that because yeah, that part's sad because I think it burned to death, right? Well, uh, it definitely died. Like, yeah. yeah, I mean, the two first dogs, uh, both, they of course both died, but Laika is in the uh, Cosmonaut Museum in Moscow. Her, oh, her awesome. like, taxidermied corpse. Oh, ooh. What's well. the name of the space dog in Marvel? Oh, shit. I don't remember. Is yeah, it Airbud? There's a space. It's not Airbud, no. Uh. <laughs> Well, you never know. But there is a Marvel I, space dog. Yeah, in like, yeah. like in, yeah, it's like. It's in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, the first exactly. Oh, the okay. I definitely remember, like, reading about the space dogs, the Russian space dogs, and it was, I was like, oh, that makes sense, send a dog into space before you send a human. And then I saw a picture of one of them, and I was like, oh, now I'm impossibly sad. Oh, yeah, know. they're like, they're like lap dogs. <laughs> they are tiny yeah. little things. They're like beautiful dogs. <laughs> they're like Pomeranians before Pomeranians turned into total trash that they yeah. are in, through modern uh, breeding. Yes, correct. Yeah. yeah. Very, very, very sad. Okay, um, so Riptorn says, Yuri, my son, I hope you understand that what this will do for you and for your family. 
Uh, Candy Clark enters the frame, kisses Bowie goodnight, and heads off to bed, imploring him to do the same, given that tomorrow is such a big day. Uh, we cut to the next day. Bowie is in full cosmonaut gear, standing on the platform stoically. Mm-hmm. The giant Vostok 1 rocket looms heavily in the background as he's loaded up, and we kick off the first mission to outer space. Um, we first skip a bunch. Uh, sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. To orbit, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to skip a bunch of the tense launch and flight bits, but it's a lot of like Apollo 13 kind yeah. of things where mm-hmm. like, you know, like things go wrong. It's very close tense. ups on people's faces during countdowns and. Absolutely, yeah. Like it's, cigarette it, I mean, smoke in a control room, and mm-hmm. yeah, and it's kind of like Apollo thirteen, where everybody knows what happens, but like it's still very tense because I don't know, like the whole space thing is very like scary, enthralling, I feel yeah, like. and it's scary. Both, yeah. It's both literal physical terror and existential terror. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, of course. Yeah. Um. So, uh, Buck, Bernie, and critically Jim Lovell are mission control leaders. Uh, like I don't know what the Houston equivalent for russia is but star city is. is what it was called but star really city. yeah super cool <laughs> that's so awesome wow <laughs> i was gonna make that... a lame mission ski control ski joke but wow like... <laughs> that is very enjoyable star city star uh... star city city <laughs> yikes um so eventually uh bowie breaks through the upper atmosphere and into outer space proper um interestingly an immediate change is perceived uh there's a very peaceful silence that washes over both the capsule and the entire horizon mm-hmm. yeah absolutely kind of yes. like that cesura in space oddity before the weird like sound effects kick in mm-hmm. sure a little more biopic non-fictiony but yeah let's say yeah um so yuri bowie immediately realizes that something has fundamentally changed uh, he feels this immense calm and confusingly a heightened cognitive ability with the lack of like outward distraction. Uh-huh. Um, so having been groomed his entire life to be a fighter pilot and then an astronaut, he realizes that this might be the first time he's ever been alone in his literal entire life. Um, wow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, compounded with the sense of euphoria from having finally achieved this massively long-term, mm-hmm. overly ambitious goal. Also, I uh, imagine like the euphoria would be enhanced by the physical difference of incredible G-force and then exactly. immediate weightlessness. No gravity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like yeah. everything is different. And also, this is a thing he's thought about every day of his life for probably yeah, his for, entire life. Yeah, for the last at least 10, 15 years. Yeah, and so he's now like achieved it, and it's like overcoming him, yeah. Um, so he, he finds himself uh, feeling what can only be described as a sort of religious experience, although Yuri is famously not a very religious person. No. Google that if you haven't read about it before. It's very fun. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of conspiracy that when he made it to outer space, he goes, well, I don't see any God up here. <laughs> I did not know about this. Yeah. That yeah. is so cool. It has I'm been like, yeah. heavily suppressed by the Russian government, but uh, that is the thing that happened, apparently. Yeah. yeah that fun. is so, like... Gagarin was a very cool dude. Yeah, yeah. that is such, like, a, a, a pissy teenage atheist, like, thing <laughs> yes. to do. Like, <laughs> yeah. I love that. Especially in, like, like mid-60s Soviet Yeah, uh, right. Situations. That's supposed that to be is a, a godless country, move. but, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And full yeah. disclosure, I was not a pissy teenage atheist. I was actually quite devout at that time in my life, but, like, I like projecting that feeling, you know, looking back. Yeah. yeah. Um, So as quickly as this feeling washes over him, he realizes that the mission plan dictates a total of 108 minutes. So he's immediately overcome with how fleeting this glory experience is going to be. So he's going to watch Ghostbusters real quick. Bang that one. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this space thing's cool, but I got some shit to do up here. So now I have to see this movie that hasn't come out for, uh, (laughs) that won't come out for another 30 years. Zach, I'm listening. I want to look up how long Ghostbusters is. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, we watch him simultaneously carry out the routine mission plans, like all the button pressing and all that. Um, while stealing moments for himself very briefly to bask in this otherworldly personal experience. Mm-hmm. Um, oh my god, it's 106 minutes. Is this movie like... Is it Ghostbusters is 106 <laughs> minutes. I was so fucking Six. close, guys. <laughs> you were. Well, that accounts for the, like, blasting up in the... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, fair enough. Oh, fuck yeah. Um, yeah, I would say a lot of this is in real time, actually. Uh, I like that. That's a nice... I, like... I think we're we're watching him do, like... Yeah, we're we're sort of experiencing it as he's intended to have experienced yeah, it. Yeah, right. No, so that's like, really you know, great. That's it's, kind of the whole thing. So it's like, like it's technically. Um, 
Sorry, Lee, what was that? A lot of internal monologue. I think... Yeah, go ahead and say. I say it's like it's technically a gimmick, but like in the context of the movie, it makes sense to have that gimmick. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Exactly that. Yeah. And also, I think Bowie and his whole aura is perfect for this. Like, Mm -hmm. there's going to be some Bowie stank on this where there's... Like it's it's very real, but there's also some like spirituality to it, mm-hmm. and like some Bowie larger than lifeness to it. Sure. I would imagine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so a radio call suddenly indicates that reentry is nigh. Um, as a trained military operative with the entire world's gaze upon him, he knows what he must do. But every fiber of his being is begging him for even another single minute of this incredible experience. Mm-hmm. Um, reluctantly, he initiates the procedure to reenter. Uh, the mission proceeds successfully, and he's swept up by the fanfare that awaits him back on Earth, as right. you know, historical events dictate. Mm-hmm. Um, we close with a rapid succession of scenes where he's back doing flight tests and whatever else cosmonauts do. Uh, mm-hmm. His He unfortunately died sort of shortly after he made it back in a, I think, failed actual plane flight test or something. Yeah, that's what I remember. Yeah, I, he, I... he did not live very long after that, which mm-hmm. is tragic, but... Um, there, there. This whole time, there's a distinct vacancy to everything that he does. Uh, he is visibly dejected, and eventually, one day, Candy, his wife, asks him, mostly rhetorically, what could possibly be wrong, given that he's the first man to go into space. And he replies, no, I was the first man in space. Now I'm just the man who fell to Earth. And he, he sort of oh, always... Oh, that was really well done. Yeah, I wasn't bitch. expecting you to do that. Okay. <laughs> oh, God <laughs> damn you. <laughs> Fuck me. You got me good on that one. <laughs> yep. So uh, he great. He like sort of it's the fleeting feeling of like I've achieved this thing that I wanted, but now it's gone. Yeah, yeah. and and I may never get it back. Yeah. Yep. And I I also had some bonus fake real world lore that we would use to advertise this movie mm-hmm. with. So Jim Lovell, obviously being sort of a minor part in my movie, um, he experienced this in real life, or we at least say he did, mm-hmm. and he breaks the made up space code for this movie, exposing this magical like euphoric state mm-hmm. uh which is akin to uh, he's betraying his space brethren by doing this much like the masked magician did for magi- magic in the early mm-hmm. 2000s much like the so all, all the astronauts and cosmonauts wow. know that this thing happened but they all agreed not to talk about it and jim lovell's like we're making a fucking movie about this <laughs> yeah that's good so yeah yeah that was fantastic zach Ah, thanks did my best that was very good wow yuri mcgarren needs more fucking praise yeah no he's very he's a true world hero (laughs) there's a i I also i really like your impulse to make this a like just this the camera is bowie in this movie yeah Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. i think that's exactly a wise choice and if if ever the casting is perfect for that kind of thing like bowie is so charismatic and so sort Mm -hmm. of stoic he could do this in a heartbeat yeah yeah Yeah, it's a weird like that's a really good way to describe it he has a weird mix of like cold stoic charisma Mm -hmm. he's he's like not of this planet that was his whole thing right is like he's so mysterious but also so like well, Alluring, so this movie know. came out not long after the Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars concert movie and album, obviously. Yeah, it came right. out not long after Cracked Actor, which was a different concert movie he did, which is less famous but much better, mm-hmm. um, oh, where he's okay. also playing like an extra, not necessarily extraterrestrial, but like extra, extra human something. Thing. Yeah, okay. exactly. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, so this is a 1976 film. Uh, okay. Do you uh, want? Seems right. Yeah. Do you want the uh, one sentence summary? I really do. Y'all been building this up for a bit now. I'm okay. Well, very curious to we? see what actually happens. This two-hour and nineteen-minute movie. Two-hour and nineteen. So minutes. longer told. than the space trip that Yuri took. Any movie with Bowie has to have a lot of like poignant silence in it. Mm-hmm. Two hours and nineteen minutes of that sounds aggressive. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. so here we go. Extra points because you didn't say egregious like you usually do. I tried. <laughs> yeah. All right, so an alien must pose as human to save his dying planet, but a woman and greed of other men create complications. That sounds super dumb. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> That's so not at Bowie's level. I'm very confused. Oh, you, no, 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 no. You'd be surprised. Um, this sounds like my stepmother's an alien, like... <laughs> yeah well that dan Aykroyd's not in this one so, so. dumb okay yeah. maybe um, it's just a bad description i don't know zach yeah. are you familiar with nicholas rogue no 
Uh, he he passed away last year. He's a director, oh. and he okay. is famous for um, genre movies that are both very artsy and contemplative. Okay, that sounds um, nice. I guess. Like so, his his first movie before this one is most, which is probably still his most famous movie. Don't look back, or wait, is it don't look back or don't look now? I can't remember. Um, it's um, mm. Donald Sutherland, um, and. Seth, who played Lara in Dr. Zhivago? Um, oh, fuck. I can't remember. Anymore. Julie Christie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Donald Sutherland, Julie Christie. And it's it's set up like a very straightforward relationship drama about a couple dealing with the death of a child. And then there's like crazy fucking horror movie shit that happens in it. Weird. Okay. This is also a very like certain parts of it are a very straightforward addiction drama. Yeah. About an alien. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You had me until alien. Yeah, that's really something. So, okay. Zach, I'm thinking Seth posted a bunch of stuff in our chat, mm-hmm. and oh. you should look at it right now. Yeah. You should look at some, some of the screenshots I took from this movie. <laughs> you know, I thought I'd seen all of David Bowie's final forms, but this is really <laughs> expanding my repertoire. Well, and before I get into the oh, uh, the wow. longer summary, and speaking of expanding, uh, this is a hoglog movie. For oh, it certain. definitely oh, is a hoglog fuck yeah. movie. Oh, Bowie hoglog? Uh-huh. Yeah. Fuck we, you. Oh, I'm... Oh, we got both right. Rips Van Winkle and Bowie's Michelangelo's <laughs> Statue of David. No kidding. Also, yeah, points, points, points for what you just did. <laughs> we have to take those away from your score. I hope you understand. Yeah, like, I, I fully, fully understand. Yeah. Well, let me say, Bowie's hog... Um, I bet yeah. it's magnificent. Well, Is it like you Medusa? Know what, honestly, you, don't, you can't look right at it. You got to look sort of Zach, to the left of it. It's, <laughs> it's got some heft... It's workmanlike, but it's not showy. Yeah, it's not showy. So it's tasteful, is what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's perfect. Tasteful. I think you're saying it's perfect. We see it right? both in 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 flaccid and semi form. Yeah. Whoa. True. Yeah. That is okay. The latter being not a thing you often see in movies. <laughs> nope. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Interesting. There's okay. a lot of very like explicit sex scenes in this movie. Now like, I yeah, have to ask. So uh, I assume you guys wrote down timestamps so I don't have to watch the whole movie, right? Oh no, I didn't. Mister Skin. This. I didn't do that. No, yeah, I didn't. Uh, Mister Skin this for you. All right, I'll, I'll 1999 that for a month and just <laughs> get the timestamps myself. That's fine. That's fine. I get it. I get it. Um. We all see Rip Torn's penis in this movie. Yeah, pretty is... early on. And Rip Torn looks crazy. I didn't even recognize him. I can only he picture Rip Torn as a 70-year-old man. Like, I, he's got to be younger in this, but... Well, yeah, I mean... Yeah. Screenshot incoming. Mm. I, we could God, I hope these, it's just We could dick. send these to Marielle so she <laughs> yeah, can post them. Because none will. of... Unfortunately, none of these have penises. What in the so. sweet fuck? That is not Rip Torn. <laughs> 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 Holy shit. No kidding. Yeah, he's down about at least a hundo pounds on that one. But yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Right. wowzers. Well, so Rip Torn was like before he was a famous comedic actor, he was a dramatic actor. He kind of like, looks he... like he might be one of the Noel brothers from Oasis in this. That's confusing. oh yeah, I could kind of see that, like an older one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, All right. So, Strange. do oh, you want to hear about this movie? I get. I, I'd like to hear more about the dicks, but if you want to do the movie, that's I mean, too, I there isn't that much more to the dicks, really. Like, you know, I, I, it's, there's a lot there's of very like, explicit sex scenes, as we said, which are explicit okay. until the point of insertion. It's basically we see everything but that. Yeah. It was the '70s. You couldn't go that far unless you're mm-hmm. making like Sallow or something. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Oh Jesus. Okay. <laughs> um, so, David Bowie is an alien. Uh, I think it's sure. it's not explicit, but heavily implied that he was the Roswell landing. Mm-hmm. Oh, was uh, that before the seventies? I guess it was. No, it was in the fifties. Oh, yeah. yeah, okay, okay. So he travels around, and like we see him like selling things and pawning things to make some money, and then eventually, like we reach a point where he goes to Buck Henry, who is a uh, copyright lawyer mm-hmm. and he's got all these patents and he's like hey i've got all these patents tell me like how to incorporate into a company and buck henry's all like these are all patents that um every giant company on earth bases their technology in and you own these like you can uh, be the richest man on earth tomorrow because it's all alien technology exactly yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. okay um, sure you know standard standard fair so yeah, like he yeah. he makes he offers Buck Henry, he's like, you get 10% of my company if you run it. Um, and so, like, that 
he does. And we check in with Buck Henry throughout the movie. Like, you know, it should be noted that this movie is very like hard to gauge time. Like it's, 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 it's purposeful, purposeful. but yeah. like, it's really hard. So like we see David Bowie, like scraping by and then suddenly he's super rich and, and like, it's oh. really hard to tell that time had passed at all. Yes. Oh. Okay. And this is like the first five minutes of the movie. Yeah. So. Jesus. All right. <laughs> yeah. Um, Rip, Rip Torn's story happens too pretty early on. He's like a brilliant college professor who like doesn't apply himself because he just likes to fuck eighteen year olds. Um, yeah, you know. So that's part we, of it. We all did a bunch of academia. We've talked about that. Before. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's a real thing. He's yeah. he's the creepy <laughs> professor. Um, yeah. yeah. Show enough. Show um, enough. Eventually, like, we get to this scene where Bowie ends up at this, like, random motel, and he hurts himself or something, and... No, it's because he d- he can't handle, like, elevators for some reason. Oh, oh right. That's right. A, yeah. And so, like, huh. he's got his briefcase, and the, the like, bellhop slash maid or whatever, like, takes Candy his briefcase Clark. and puts it in the elevator, huh. and then he, like, tries to retrieve it, and then she's just like, let's go up! <laughs> and he just like completely loses his shit and gets Ugh. really sick and falls down. And sh- Candy Clark carries David Bowie to his uh, bed. It, it was it was a <laughs> it was an effect. I know it was, but like uh, yeah, that's they the... used they used a skateboard and some pulleys to do the scene. Oh my! Yeah, yeah. but it, like I, according to, to fair... the mythos of the movie, David right. Bowie is so thin and waif-like that Candy mm-hmm. Clark can lift him. This this seems reasonable for real life, like the thin white duke. Yeah, uh, yeah. Pro- prove that he didn't weigh like eighty six pounds. He he was super thin in this. <laughs> he is he is tiny. Yeah. He is very tiny. Um. So oh, this is a fun. Um. So Not as slash slash uh, yeah slash hey. from Guns and Roses. Mm-hmm. His sure. mom was the costume designer for this movie. Mm-hmm. Wow. And Neat. she has been quoted as saying that most of Bowie's outfits were altered children's clothing because men's clothing was too big for him. Oh my like, god. Like she couldn't even alter it to fit. Holy shit. Wow. Yeah. Um So this is the the woman that he meets on Earth and yep. um sure. they begin a relationship. And like we see this relationship play out through the movie and like yeah, it yeah. starts off pretty healthy and then it starts to get like less healthy and there's a lot of chemical dependency like she introduces mm-hmm. him to alcohol. Um, yeah, and he, he um, becomes it's... essentially addicted to alcohol and television, which he watches like nine televisions simultaneously. Oh, yes. Okay. I was going to say, you guys said you introduced this as an addict movie, and I was like, I mean, I guess it kind of made it, like, it sounds almost political the way you're describing it now. Like, there's there aspects. an axe to grind here? Yeah. What are we doing? Um, eventually, like, he hires Rip Torn to be in his company and like he gives him this research project and this is what turns rip torn's life around where he becomes obsessed with his research instead of wasting his time on like trying to fuck teens he has a line uh that i that i pulled from exactly this he's like i don't know what happened but my mind had developed a libido of its own Mm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) an actual line from this movie well (laughs) and so the thing that bowie wants him to do is to work on fuel conservation to build a spaceship because bowie wants to go back to his home planet yeah um and throughout this whole thing we we see a bunch of like flashes of him on his home planet with his wife and his children and the thing is there's a drought on his home planet and he saw television signals from earth and he came to earth to get water Mm -hmm. to bring back with him yeah, so the the, the screenshot I sent you was like the his planet before it the drought hit, and then after it, it's oh. all desert like. And I don't think I took a screenshot of that, but yeah. I can send you some stuff. Yeah, no, I I assumed this was Earth. It looks a lot like Earth, but mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, is this movie trying to be way too many things at the same time? Yes. Oh, like yeah, without okay. guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. it, it's actually it's based on a sci-fi novel, so yeah. I wonder if it like is more coherent in the novel. But I would certainly imagine because I forget who wrote the novel, but he said that he there's three distinct uh, sections of the Walter Tevis thank you there's three distinct sections of the novel and they're all based on different points in his life and they're all allegories for these points in his life Mm -hmm. so like as allegory like drought and dependency and like whatever they make more sense than a straight adaptation Um, right when you put faces to it and it's too real in a movie then it's like what are we doing yeah yeah. yeah. Um, eventually he uh shows candy clark his true form and it yeah he's talking about, her he's into talking about an, that dick <laughs> well he doesn't have a dick in his true form yeah oh, he's shit. he's got it's smooth as eggs down there yep ah. <laughs> hundy p smooth um 
it's and she's both terrified and has sex like, with him yeah kind of into it it's, it's very confusing. and then she's terrified again and then this like kind of breaks off their relationship um yeah i guess he, it's, it's probably like the fish man in uh in oh shit water. Water, where it's, you yeah. know like you hold up your hands and then you, yeah yeah yeah. He he seemed incredibly capable in that movie. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what David Bowie did in this one, but like Well, you know, mm-hmm. it's a earthbound river god versus a space alien, so you know, you gotta make mm-hmm. some allowances. Sure. Yeah. That's yeah. fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Um so also around this time he reveals himself to Rip Torn, because Rip Torn mm-hmm. kind of figures it out and he okay. like trusts him to keep his secret or whatever. Yeah. Sure. Um we're getting to the like the rocket launch now because they've built a spaceship and he's like this rich private citizen and he's about to go into space oh, oh we've and... made so much progress okay uh-huh <laughs> yeah this well, is the time issue with this movie like yeah, they ne- sure. well we'll talk about the time thing in a, in a second because mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. so he's on his way to like get in the spaceship and that's when jim lovell has his cameo in which he shakes his hand and looks at Fuck the camera yeah. and that's it yeah Mm-hmm. And oh. then they, the, the, oh. there's like a TV broadcast, yeah. like, oh, and that's Jim Lovell, commander of the ill-fated Apollo 13 mission. Like, mm-hmm. oh, he plays himself, of course. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. So, like, is Jim Lovell an alien guy? Because it seems like he would have to be to be in this. Yeah. Interesting. I don't know. Uh, I mean, a lot of astronauts maybe. are. Um. They've seen some shit. I mean, mm-hmm. Tom DeLonge of Blink One Eighty Two just fucking cracked this thing wide open. I and saw the Navy, that. The the Navy finally admitted, like. Yeah, we get a bunch of these. We just don't talk about them. So. Yeah. I think anybody who's been a fighter pilot or an astronaut certainly mm-hmm. probably knows more than we do. Yep. Sure. You know, well, unidentified or has seen, objects. Has seen not, more than we do. It doesn't necessarily mean aliens, but yeah. I was going to point that out. This is also true. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so he gets like, like spirited away by the government before he can use his spaceship, and it's because his driver has been like informing on him the whole time. Mm-hmm. And the government kind of knows that he's an alien. Um, yeah. And then this enters a phase of the movie where they just experiment on him for literal oh. years. He is locked in the middle of a hotel. Yeah. Oh. In a secret room that has, you know, like, giant bed where they keep him, where they just, like, serve Ply him. him with alcohol. So much booze. Oh. And Ooh. giant TVs everywhere. And they run tests on him constantly. Oh, um, no. oh Bernie, it's... Bernie Casey is, is a competitor. Yes. Because uh, he runs this giant conglomerate. Yeah. Oh, okay. And okay. you get to see Bernie Casey's ass. You don't get to see his hog. Damn but you it! You get to see his ass, and he is a nice ass. He I is a hulking that. man. Oh, my man. God, <laughs> is oh, oh boy. He's really just platonic, powerful, man. gorgeous yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was a very pretty ass. Too bad on that dick, though. Man, I'm curious. Yeah, it would have been nice to yeah. get a third in there. Yeah, but, get a, uh, the holy get a, triumvirate. Yeah. Get a tripod for this tripod. The whole hog. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> tripod. God damn it. Uh, but yeah, Bernie Casey runs one of the competitor companies who's trying to like discredit him or at least like try to do a takeover or a merger or something. And we see sure. like a visitation with him later where he's clearly much older. And he talks about like, did we do the right thing? Like, yeah. are humans doing the right thing? It's kind of a meditative moment yeah um which i guess is the whole movie um i mean that and... that holds today yeah, like that that trope is still being tossed yeah yeah mm-hmm. um also right when he's getting like shang well i, I was about to say shanghai away which yeah. is racist um i'm not gonna do that <laughs> when he's getting taken away by the government Kidnapped. we we also sure. see um the gov- government agents have broken into um buck henry's home Mm -hmm. and he lives in like a penthouse apartment and they throw him out the window yeah literally he and his and his partner um because it's never like explicitly stated but he's clearly a gay man living with a long-term partner Mm -hmm. because we see them together through the whole movie uh the 70s yeah and they both are murdered horribly Um, yeah as as he's being murdered they like take his glasses and he yells those are my eyes (laughs) <laughs> yeah it was really upsetting that um, makes it much more real yeah mm-hmm. yeah well and the it's... eyes come into it later because like bowie eyes are wears, very important to this movie wears contacts that make him look like, like he has human, human eyes mm-hmm. i the it's... one of the pictures that sent was very snake-like it's like a reptilian <laughs> eye yeah. yeah um and they're doing like photographs of him while they're taking tests and it's like we're gonna do an x-ray photo and he's like please let me take my contacts out because i can't like i can see x-rays and they're gonna mess up my contacts and they're like oh, oh you're so silly and they like 
just take a picture and they fuse to his eyes and he's like very so upset because take off his eyes. He'll never eyes be able anymore. to do it again. Yeah. yeah. Oh shit. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, eventually, we see yeah. Buck Henry and Candy Clark. Not Buck Henry. I'm sorry. Um, uh, Rip Torn and Candy Clark have like since become old and are married. Yeah. Every every all the humans are aging. But but Bowie is Bowie never looks aging. identical. Okay, mm-hmm. eh, that makes sense. I guess. Um, Candy Clark goes to see Bowie at one point when she's in her middle age phase, and they have like this very extended, weird sex scene involving a, like guns and a revolver with blanks in and it. all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Oh my. And I will okay. say they're like shooting blanks at each other, like right like, at right each other, and each I'm other's like, face. blanks, blanks are still something. There's still gun there. There's plenty gun each other. And I'm like, people. have you guys not seen The Crow? Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Exactly. I was gonna say, Brandon Lee, god damn mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Also, first rule of guns, don't point guns at people. Unless Never. you want to kill people. Never. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, god damn. And her name, her character's name is Mary Lou, and it's that, you know that Everly Brothers song? Like, hello, Mary, Mary Lou. Lou. Goodbye, Goodbye, heart. Yeah, sweet Mary Lou, okay. I'm so in love with you. So it's a weird, like, rotating camera, strobe effect, lighting with David shots. David Bowie doing a cover scene. of that Mary Lou song. It's all. This over is the place. more what I imagined when I got the cast. Yeah, I was yeah. thinking it would be a lot so more it, of that. I it's think, really yeah. weird, and like this scene ends with them both admitting that they don't love each other anymore, and they go their separate ways. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Then we learn that they're. Uh, Candy Clark and Rip Torn have gotten married and they're both old and Rip Torn stumbles on an album called The Visitor and he listens to it and he realizes this is an album that uh, his alien friend made mm-hmm. and he's able to track him down and he finds him just living in the desert in New Mexico oh. or, or whatever um, yeah. just drinking himself stupid at a cafe and he's yep. like <laughs> they're talking to each other and he's like hey how's Mary Lou and he's like do you see her anymore and he goes no I don't see her anymore because he lies oh to him God. you know <laughs> Um, and he's like, did you like my record? And he's like, no, I didn't like your record. And he's like, well, it was for my wife anyway. And like, you know, wow. his alien she, wife. Yeah. She'll I'm hear sure. it someday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and literally he drinks himself to the point of passing out and at the, the table. The movie. Wow. Mm-hmm. Real... Yeah. The writer really had to deal with some shit, didn't he? Huh? Yeah. Um, oh, I, <laughs> And I that guess I didn't mention. That last picture I sent you of David Bowie wearing the hat is from that final scene. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I guess I didn't mention. Not long after Candy Clark leaves, he realizes that he's not even being watched in the hotel anymore. Yeah. He just walks out the front door. Yep. Oh God, that's sad. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. No, he was. Yeah. <laughs> nobody. Nobody Whew. was keeping track. But on he's him. still the incredibly wealthy. Yeah. So you know. Yeah. 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 So this is very interesting. This feels like. People have explored these kind of like human demon things, like leaving Las Vegas or mm-hmm. like movies. There's a million of them, but it's very interesting to do it through the lens of like sci-fi. I feel like where yeah. it's, these these beings that are supposed to be so much more heightened than we are still in this world have the same problems or are susceptible to the same problem. Like it's well, that's very yeah. Weird. So like when he and Candy Clark are together at one point, she's like, what good is your planet? Like you guys don't have booze. You guys don't have television. <laughs> like, what are you sure. going back to? Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, that's an interesting one too, is that, uh, it was sort of pure until he, like was encountering the human vices that we've made for ourselves. Well, and early in the movie, he exclusively drinks water. Like, like he doesn't sure. eat. Yeah. He just drinks water. Right, right. Mm-hmm. I mean that—that's a very obvious metaphor, or not metaphor. It, it, it's very heavy-handed in the like, oh, these things that we've invented for ourselves are killing us. Right, clearly. absolutely. Right, and it's like this advanced uh, being. The only thing he needs is water he, because his planet is dying for mm-hmm. lack of it. Like, yeah. yeah. Wow, that is really something. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Two hours and nineteen minutes, Zach. Yeah. I. I mean, it sounds pretty artsy. Like I could see it being overly long. Yeah. It is artsy. It is yeah. artsy. Yeah. Um, the thing about time is really interesting. So they explicitly sure. made it so nobody ever references time. There's, there's, sure. there was a single reference mm-hmm. to how long someone was somewhere. He's like, I've been here three months oh. already. But that and got... they and they edited it out. Mm-hmm. Oh wow, interesting. Yeah, okay. they dubbed it over with something else. But like, they don't mention time scales at all. This entire so that's... movie. So it's really like I was really disoriented because uh-huh. yeah, yeah. I couldn't like it seemed like we were jumping all over the place and it turns out we were because yeah, nobody sure. ever talks about 
days, weeks, hours, well, minutes. And, and it turns out all yeah. the non-Bowie actors ended up spending dozens of hours in makeup chairs during this filming mm-hmm. so they could oh. progressively look older. Sure. Yeah. I Even mean, when that, they weren't like effect. like obviously older, they did like very minor things mm-hmm. to make them look a little older. Yeah. 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 That's, so that's interesting. That's what uh, I guess I. So I was never like a huge Bowie fan. I think just because I missed out, like not because I don't like him, but yeah. He, what is his acting thing besides this? Like I know he did a bunch of sort of artsy. You know, like all of his music and yeah, you described and Robert, this movie course, before but, this. Um, but like, yeah, did he do his... other sort of non non playing himself or playing one of his character acting? Roles? Yeah, this was his first like break away from that. Mm-hmm. Okay, and he did Tesla, of course, in in uh, uh, the Prestige, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and he's yeah, yeah. Jared ah, T. Fuck, Goblin really King good. in the Labyrinth, and mm-hmm. yeah. Oh right, the Labyrinth. Yeah right. Mm-hmm. Shit. That was and a he good plays himself piece. in Zoolander, obviously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah, right on. Okay, um, yeah. interesting. He, yeah, it was. This was right when he was trying to like transition into in being more of an actor. Cat people, I want to say. Yeah, uh, the theme song is fantastic, and if you've seen Inglorious Bastards, you've heard the mm-hmm. the oh, the bespoke song he wrote for it. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. putting out fires with gasoline. Right. Um, he is. He has a very feline look about him. I'll say that. Just like naturally, mm-hmm. he li- he he lanks around. Like, yeah, he does. Very, yeah, yeah. Slinks yeah. rather. If I yeah. saw him sitting on top of a kitchen cabinet, I'd be like, "That makes sense." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, your mom's gonna be so mad when she sees him up there. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, that's true. Grace Grace Jones grabbed the broom and just like try to hit him off. The- <laughs> <laughs> um, this movie's fucking weird, dude. It's uh, real <laughs> weird. It, it sure sounds like it. Yeah, it's real long. So I uh-huh. last night <laughs> I went to see the lighthouse and while when uh, I left seeing that light the movie the lighthouse I thought to myself is this a movie mm-hmm. and then I remembered Wait. that the day before I had watched the man who fell to earth and I said yes the lighthouse is a movie but the man <laughs> who fell to earth may not be a movie yeah, it might not actually be a movie I might have to change man. the title of so, this to faking tone poems. For any, yeah, I, yeah, for anyone who has okay, seen okay. The Lighthouse and thought like struggled with whether or not that was a movie, this is less of a movie than that. Like Wow. Man, I don't know that I've ever watched a thing someone called a movie and fundamentally had to think about whether <laughs> it was a movie about what oh, what constitutes a movie. <laughs> yeah. I think I mean, I've there, just always taken that as rote like, oh, they sure, movie, whatever. Mm-hmm. There is there is a plot, yeah. uh, as it were, and and things happen and there are characters, but like <laughs> but yeah. Wow. Well, what what is it otherwise besides a tone tone poem? poem. It's, it's a tone poem. poem. It's okay. a meditation on so, addiction. Yeah, it's it's and meant as art, isolation, and, and otherness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess movies are fundamentally art, but it's meant as art in a higher concept sense. Right? It is an attempt at high art for yeah. certain. It's yeah, almost like okay. it's wearing a stop making sense suit. Yeah. That's. I mean, that's literally what I figured this would be. I was like, I, I assumed David Bowie wrote, directed, and starred in this, and it was like his passion project bullshit. No, this this is a, a very lot. popular novel. It is, a ce- um, it is a celebration of specialness. They <laughs> sure yes. So they they did a TV adaptation of this same novel several in years 87, later, and there oh, is okay. another TV adaptation coming out uh, sometime in the next two years. Oh, I didn't oh, know that. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I don't, I don't, I don't know any of the details, but that's something I saw. Yeah. Um, So, like the Earth, the Earthbound parts of this movie, eh, the spacebound parts of this movie, very fun. (laughs) Yeah, they're trippy. Um, Okay, sure, sure. Yeah, it's like the trippiest parts of two thousand one magnified. Yeah. Hated that movie. Only I I've tried to watch that movie. I am sure you hated that movie. I cannot I, think I, of a movie that Zach would hate more correct. than two thousand and one. Well, <laughs> notably, I, say, I, I have, I I have never watch... seen the whole movie. I have gotten through the first like fifteen minutes about. Yeah, five so you times. haven't. Yeah, you gotta you gotta get through that. You gotta push through. No, I don't. I do not trust you on that. No, no, no actually, can't. you need to watch the whole thing. Sorry, like, sorry. Uh, I I tried uh, several times to watch that movie and couldn't get through it until they were playing it at the Alamo mm-hmm. near where I live and. Uh, I was able to get and and like it was I actually thought it was wonderful. 
I um, think it's a thing that is really good in a big theater with a bunch of other people and with an immersive a really good situation. sound system. Yes, yeah. and a, I feel like yeah. this movie would really benefit from that type of experience. I think you're probably right. Okay. I mean, I watched yeah. it on yeah. an, uh, you know, I watched it streaming on the Russian internet, yeah, like, so, like, yeah, because yeah. <laughs> it was hard. I didn't to even, find. I didn't even have the window <laughs> maximized for Christ's sake. Like, yeah, yeah. Where, yeah. was there a star border like that other one that we did or no? Oh no, it wasn't like the <laughs> okay. stars flying like all yeah, the YouTube. Yeah. Two movies we watch um. oh it's tough oh it's tough in this case it would have maybe made sense it would have been good yeah this yeah. movie is like like you guys remember starman yes the john carpenter mm-hmm. movie mm-hmm. zach doesn't because he never watches john carpenter movies mm-hmm. but um, <sighs> we had him fake starman so we did have him true. fake starman this is like if starman had no humanity yeah mm-hmm. oh Okay. But somehow because David explores Bowie is humanity really... even more. I guess Starman explores like the the better angels of our nature, and mm. this movie explores the darker side of humanity. Yeah, sure. And it's, it's mundane. Definitely, I, the the when you mentioned that the uh, author of the book was like modeling it after his own life, but put in a sci-fi context. That really hits home based on the thing you described. Mm-hmm. Like that that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 the tortured nature of being a human played out in a mundane way with an alien. Yeah. Yeah. Well I think I mean this happens quite a bit because it's it's harder to convey it in a human sense because like if you if you make it an other Mm-hmm. Then it's easier to make it like hyperbolic. And oh, then you can, right. Like, well, I mean, that's, that's the whole strategy, right? Right. You, right, right. Yeah. You, yeah. Do Haas, do Haas niche. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. I think that sums it up perfectly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I don't know. Do you guys have anything else, or should we rate? <laughs> Just some like weird shit from the production. Like, sure. um, I can't imagine that there's any. Uh, so Bowie was apparently that. on cocaine the entire time. So his obviously yes. <laughs> <laughs> Can anyone tell the difference though? Like that was well. Okay, so there are parts in the movie where his performance feels very naturalistic, and and it makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. And there are parts in the movie that are so stilted; it's like a child is doing it. Like, yeah. but again, Bowie is so nebulous. Like, uh... well, he he says like I was on so much cocaine at the time that I really didn't. I knew that I was making a movie, and that's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my goodness! Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I've never um, done cocaine, but everything I hear about it sounds fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here, kids. <laughs> Do cocaine. Zach from Faking Movies. Oh, no, yeah. I'm certain I would be dead in a second if I ever tried cocaine. But like, Yeah, I know you. You would be running uh, around. Yeah, yeah no. Yeah. I would sell my house and move to the You'd gutter, find a chainsaw and things would happen. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, the other really f- just dumb weird fucking thing uh yeah. from this movie is uh production was delayed for quite a long time because david bowie drank some quote bad milk and he was <laughs> sick from... but then i dug into that story a little bit and he <laughs> says that he drank a glass of milk that had gold things swirling around in it like vapors of gold see that's the and cocaine he, talking yeah man. and he <laughs> and he drank it and he became very ill. And then when they did like toxicologies on him, they like there were no drugs from it in his system. Yeah. So they couldn't figure out what was going on. But apparently, according to David Bowie and no one else, other people saw the gold things too. Uh-huh. Um, drugs are a crazy drug. Like yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> sure. Oh, the production was also delayed <laughs> yeah. for a while because a bunch of Hell's Angels were camping out in the filming location and they wouldn't leave. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there was like fights between the crew and Hell's Angels and stuff. Yeah. Famously hard group to deal with. Yeah, that's fair. Yep. I mean that was wow. that was all. I, oh, and Candy Clark plays David Bowie in a few scenes when his face is obscured because <laughs> she was the person in the room who was closest to his tiny body. So. Yep. And he was passed out like from yep. God only knows. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. That's fun. <laughs> Neat. Yeah. I mean, we covered most of my stuff. Uh, most yeah. of my notes are about hogs and Bernie Casey's ass. Oh so. fuck yeah! <laughs> I'm gonna look up those hogs as soon as we're done. I guarantee. Oh yeah, it. just you know, incognito. Bing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. My ISP knows what I'm all about. I don't hide it anymore. (laughs) They got my number for sure. I just don't want it to, like, fuck up when I'm trying to Google, like, 
Luigi's Mansion Gooigi reviews. Like, right, um, right. You yeah, don't want to yeah. get into some real. I don't want it to mess up my algorithm. You you type in L for Luigi and it comes up log comma hog and you're like, gosh. <laughs> <"Nah>, shit. <laughs> Those right. are the search terms. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, so God. why don't we uh, why don't we get into this rating? The... Yeah. Um, I've got the money stuff. If, oh yeah, if... money stuff. I always forget. Oh about yeah, money interesting. Stuff. So the budget for this movie was Gotta one and a half. High as fuck. One and a half million. Mm-hmm. That is surprisingly low, given the concept highness that we described. Yeah, there's <laughs> there's not a lot of like effects. It's a lot of very just stark. Yeah, and then like static camera. weird practical effects, like the fucking weird train cars on in space that are like Whoa. so confusing looking and look kind of shitty. But it's yeah, very it's really fun. weird, right? Yeah. Yeah. Sounds right, man. Yeah. Okay. Um. So, as far as how much money it made, it appears that it maybe only came out in, like, a festival context in the 70s when it actually came out. That is like it maybe, not at all surprising, yes. <laughs> but but it did get a limited release in 2011. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> and it made... 30-plus years later? Okay. It made over six theaters in a six-month period, because there were six... Let me guess. Uh, Apparently six different showings. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah, six guess. theaters. Uh, I'm gonna guess thirty four thousand dollars. Not quite. Um, <laughs> so domestically in the U S. it made one hundred thousand seventy two dollars. Nice. Okay, I was close. <laughs> Internationally, it made three hundred and ninety six dollars. <laughs> that's that's like maybe eighty tickets. I think. <laughs> That is awesome. <laughs> no, that's I probably mean, like two, uh, let's say 2011. Tickets. Let's say nine dollars for a movie ticket, right? Yeah. Let's say three hundred eighty-six dollars. Yeah. Uh, that is forty-three movie tickets. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It was probably like one theater in London for yeah, like a week. Right, exactly. Right. It was probably Edgar Wright was showing it yeah. at like <laughs> the yeah, fucking yeah, yeah something in yeah. London. The uh, the Chinese theater in London, whatever. I'm only is. kind of exaggerating. Edgar Wright and Nicholas Rogue were very good friends. So sure, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, uh, this was obviously not destined to be a huge hit. No, yeah, no. of course not. <laughs> yeah. No, it is a passion project for sure. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So the but IMDb... we did get like nominated for like uh, some act best acting awards at like different sci-fi awards oh, yeah, ceremonies. Right. But yeah, sure. like... that makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the IMDb rating is a 6.7 with 22,000 <laughs> votes. Those are both very high. <laughs> I don't know. It feels okay. like the right <laughs> amount of polarizing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 22,000 based on those money numbers is confusing. Mm. I guess it's had it's had more success after. It, the it, fact, it but... has. It's a it is a criterion release. Mm-hmm. So I'm sh- there have been people who maybe if they didn't see it independently are like. Yeah, have sure. yeah, like watched it through that. Well, and uh, I mean, there, it is undeniable that David Bowie has some uh, hog. Like, well, that is oh, empirically it's, a good, it's an orangey yes. glow, like his hog aura. <laughs> yeah, but there's there's some mystique about him now, especially now that he's passed. Uh, mm-hmm. But even like in the early two thousands, and like he he is larger than life. I think only growing in mm-hmm. uh, mystique and whatnot. So, yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, what'd you guys think? Um, Lee, do you want to go or should I go? I can go. Um, okay. So, the original. Yeah. I will admit this is tempered a little by the three power outages I suffered while trying to watch this movie. <laughs> sure. Um an, an already extremely long movie made only long. It really <laughs> disrupted the fucking flow, I gotta tell you, man. Um, fuck me. Um... <laughs> Listen, I don't have a problem with Thanks, the movie. town that we all used to live in. The power mm-hmm. outages are long and frequent. <laughs> yeah. Oh, is it windy? Thanks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, hey, the gas I station next to my house flipped over during a windstorm once, so like, it's <laughs> <Yeah>. fine. <laughs> it's bafflingly bad at infrastructure. <laughs> I didn't, you know what I found out recently? I didn't realize how close we were to the National Radio Quiet Zone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, mm-hmm. Close enough. I've been to that observatory. It's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. me too. I mean, it it's extends all the way to the next nearest northern town. So I didn't realize it, does. it went it's, down that it's, far. The radius is extremely huge. And yeah, yeah. Uh, when we went there, they were like, yeah, when somebody turns on a microwave, we can tell. And then somebody drives a truck out there and tells them to knock it the fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's very cool. Well, I feel like that would happen yeah. in this movie. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, seems possible. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Um, so... <laughs> I don't have a problem with a movie that's not a movie. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm, you. I think you guys know me well enough to know that uh, I love Cabin Boy. Um, like <laughs> <laughs> another tone poem. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't. I. You know, five. I. I uh, oh my. That's yeah, much lower like, than I guessed based on that disclaimer that yeah, you just gave. Me too. <laughs> no, like I'd I'd say like if I were gonna give it like a five and a half, that would be some kind of acknowledgement that it's just mediocre and ignor- ignorable. Uh, it's not okay. ignorable mm-hmm. and it's not mediocre. It's just not. I, that's it. That's like, it. Yeah. Just, yeah. No, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. think it 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 it's shooting for something that for me it doesn't hit mm-hmm. um this is so, the danger of making like high art right is that you're mm-hmm. you, the risk that you take is that it's gonna be really fucking bad and it it sounds yeah. like this is somewhere in the middle maybe yeah 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 so i'm gonna give it just like a, a flat five zach oh okay. man you got that fucking real life you got that fucking space you know i love space despite the fact that my partner fucking hates space and it drives me nuts how is that possible? i don't know how any human can hate space but yeah i don't I, know I do but know I, it's just defund nasa this defund nasa that like what the oh f- my god that's not cool I don't like that. that's so upsetting yeah Okay. Anyway, um, <laughs> love your shit. I loved the cool. um, I love the way that you worked the title in because it wasn't like our normal dumb look down the barrel. It actually felt like meaningful and like it had heft to mm-hmm. the story. I tried um, on that one. Thank you. Nine. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. Huge. Love it. Thank you. Um, Seth, what you got, uh, boy? Seth, what you got? So as for the original, you know, I think I liked it more than you did, Lee. But it's oh. like that's surprising. This feels like a movie that you would have liked less. I'm surprised by that. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of liked its weird etherealness um, the entire time, and I, oh, I really liked how disorienting you're... it was for once. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, especially in hindsight. Like at the time, I was like, "What the fuck is happening?" But um, uh, no, no, I think maybe those like are I... those are rough movies where you, it sucks when you're watching it and you look back and you go like. That was technically enjoyable, but not literally enjoyable. Right. Well, I mean, I, I mentioned a yeah. few minutes ago earlier in the episode, like, I immediately the next day went to see a different movie that also meant to disorient you, yeah. which yeah. I felt was much more successful at it. Mm-hmm. And I think sure. that's maybe coloring it a little bit. That's fair. Yeah. Um, I mean, part of me really wants to give this a 6.9 just for fun, but <laughs> nice, 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 it's nice, not nice, a nice, 6.9 nice. movie. Mm. Pew 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 pew. It's uh, it's a it's a five five. Okay, like it's it. I mean it. It's worth it's worth a watch if you really want to. <laughs> it's worth binging those hogs. Mm-hmm. If, um, yeah. If you find your mean... if you find yourself waking up in a in a room and there's one VHS tape and a VCR. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, and also <laughs> like if you've ever wondered about Jareth the Goblin King's dick. Now's your chance. You're gonna Every actually see it. Single day of my life. I know. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Zach. Also, lots of '70s style pubic hair in this movie. Oh yeah, like, men's and they women's. Were, like, like yeah. out the wazoo. Excess. Yeah, quantity over quality mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't mind it. <laughs> oh yeah, actually no, it gets a five point six because of Bernie Casey's ass. There you go. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Okay. Um, right. You're so one percenter there. Zach, your Yuri Gagarin biopic. I really liked your like stretch your like the the the, the time the way that you did time in it, like mm-hmm. where you're mm-hmm. you know watching in real oh, time. Oh yeah, both movies really did uh, deal with time dilation, didn't they? Mm-hmm. And um, I I legit got a chill when you dropped that title, you <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> I I didn't mm, I wasn't I wasn't thinking about it. And you uh, fucking right. brought that in there, and goddamn you, <laughs> goddamn you, Zach! 
you I get my best. You get a nine point one. Holy tits! Whoa. Wow, it's got <laughs> Russia stuff. It's got <laughs> you know, it's a, 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 a thing about space that is also super um, like it's a thing about space. Introspective. <laughs> Uh, and you got me with that title drop. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, uh, thank you. That it, it was. I didn't set out to make a Seth pandering movie, but like it turns out, it just fell out. I think mm-hmm. naturally. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Like so lately, I think your last few movies, Zach, you've been on this like run of introspective stuff, and I think yes. this might have been the like. This is your 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 peak. Maybe. My pinnacle. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. So I gotta so do some to... like weird shit comedies after this. Yeah, or yeah, like 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 fart fart jokes and yeah. and, and diarrhea. That's yeah, that's my next mm-hmm. movie. Okay. Well, oh, interesting. Let's uh, aim big, boys. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Chill yeah. factor is gonna be about farts. <laughs> oh heavens! Oh, well, yeah. well, spoiler for two Noted. weeks from now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Zach, what do we got next? Yeah. Now that you've clearly uh, won. so yeah, you won. <laughs> well, yeah, thank you. Uh, next is Jess with Rushmore, um, mm. which is, I think, a very culty movie that uh, our our generation certainly grew up with. Yeah, quite a bit. And, yeah, so should be fun. Yeah, should be good. Anybody yeah. got anything funny to say now? I'm trying to. No, think we have to end the episode lyrics. because I, 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 we have to end now because I want to go up look up David Bowie's dick like okay. immediately. I have to. Okay, then we will end now, so you could get that hog okay. log. Yeah, Thank you. that's it. Mm. <laughs> yep. That wasn't as good as I thought it was gonna no. be. 